It is another episode of uh, uh, COVID-19 updates from Mercy One Des Moines and West Des Moines Infection Prevention and Healthcare Epidemiology. I'm Dr. Ravi Vimuri, Medical Director of Infection Prevention, and I have with me Jody Sargent, one of our infection preventionists. Hi, Jody. Hello, Dr. Vimuri. So what uh, burning questions do we have today, Jody? Well, there was a survey sent out to critical care staff, and we had a few questions that staff would like to have answered, one of which is, can you explain the shedding process? Some of these individuals, uh, nurses that are transferring patients, are being asked questions by the family as to the reasoning behind the transfer, and it's just not making a lot of sense and difficult to explain to family and to understand as staff members. That's an excellent uh, point, Jody. So what we really want to review is the process by which we decide when someone can safely come out of special COVID-19 precautions. So with that in mind, I think we use uh, the CDC uh, time-based criteria along with uh, symptoms and the absence of fever for 24 hours without fever-reducing medicines. So what does this all mean? What this means is for immunocompetent hosts, the CDC says they are effectively no longer capable of shedding infectious viral particles after 10 days from the date of a test, or in the case of symptomatic individuals, after 10 days from the start of symptoms. Now, there are two other legs to this stool in terms of uh, deciding when someone is safe to come out of transmission-based precautions. In addition to the time interval of 10 days, we also have to ensure that they do not have fever for a period of 24 hours uh, without fever-reducing medicines, and whatever symptoms they have are improving. Now, this uh, third component is sometimes a little tricky and can be somewhat subjective, but um, I think that uh, it is the um, responsibility of the provider to make that determination. Dr. Vermuri, if the provider is wondering if the person is ready to transfer transfer or if the nurse feels that maybe this person shouldn't transfer, can they reach out to infection prevention for clarification? Absolutely, Jody. There may be instances where it might be difficult for providers or nursing staff or other individuals to really come to a decision regarding whether this person has improved enough to be removed from special COVID-19 precautions. And uh, people are welcome to call the Infection Prevention Department to help uh, make that decision. Dr. Vermuri, you gave the timeline for um, those with symptoms and transferring out, but are there um, differences with patients who are immunocompromised or severely ill? I'm glad you asked that, Jody, because there are uh, differences. So for the purposes of deciding on who's immunocompromised for uh, transmission-based precautions, the CDC gives us pretty clear guidelines. Uh, Individuals who have recently had 
a transplant and are on uh, immunosuppressive medications, uh, both solid organ and uh, uh, bone marrow transplant are considered immunocompromised. Uh, individuals who have uncontrolled HIV, individuals who are on 20 milligrams of prednisone or more for uh, two weeks or more are considered immunocompromised. Individuals receiving monoclonal antibody infusions for various autoimmune disorders are considered immunocompromised. And individuals who have uh, chronic variable immunodeficiency syndrome uh, also fall into this category. So, uh, and, and then also people who have uh, cancers and are actively receiving cancer chemotherapy or recently have received it. So if uh, any of the uh, these conditions or, or, or these parameters apply to your patient, then that person is immunocompromised. And the CDC says the uh, shedding of active uh, living viral particles could be prolonged in these individuals. Now, the vast majority of these individuals probably stop shedding at about 15 days, but to be on the safe side, the CDC really extends it out to 20 days. So those individuals who fall into those immune compromised categories need to be maintained in special COVID-19 precautions for a period of 20 days. Now, more recently, the CDC has uh, uh, introduced a little bit of, uh, of more nuance to this as well. If a provider feels that the person is uh, severely ill with COVID-19, meaning they're in the ICU, they're on the ventilator, then they give um, the provider the leeway to uh, prolong their um, uh, special uh, COVID-19 precautions. So in other words, uh, even these individuals should be kept in uh, for 20 days. And then after the 21st day, provided the symptoms are improving and uh, they've been fever-free for 24 hours, they can be taken out of transmission-based precautions. So in summary, uh, for the vast majority of patients, it's going to be 10 days from the date of symptom onset, or if they're asymptomatic, it's from the date of the test, and provided that they don't develop symptoms, or if they're symptomatic, their symptoms are improving, and they don't have any fever for 24 hours uh, prior to discontinuing these precautions. And for immunocompromised individuals and those that are severely ill, and the severity of illness is left to the subjective interpretation of the uh, attending provider, then those individuals can be kept in for 20 days before being taken out of uh, special COVID-19 precautions. Thank you for that, Dr. Murray. This can be very confusing for many of um, the individuals involved, and I can imagine it's very difficult to explain to the family. You know, with all these changes going on, uh, one of the other questions the nurses want to know is, how do we move forward, and what changes do we expect in the near future? Well, that's a very broad question, but uh, I think that, uh, you know, we were... Uh, having a fairly flat or steady, uh, slightly upward slope for most of the summer with a few peaks uh, after the major holidays. And then starting in about the third week of October, as we've all just experienced, we've had this steep, sharp increase in the number of cases 
and suddenly our hospitalization shot up, our deaths shot up, and our ICU usage and vent usage shot up. We're still at very high levels, but at least uh, we're not on the steep slope and we might be on a little bit of a downward slope. So moving forward, until we get significant chunks of the population vaccinated, we need to all be practicing the three W's meticulously uh, and uh, almost religiously, basically. You need to uh, watch your distance, wash your hands, and when you're outside of your family bubble, uh, especially, you have to wear your mask, uh, both indoors and outdoors. Now, if you know, you can use a little bit of common sense. If you're outdoors and you can maintain social distancing, then it's uh, not as important. But definitely indoors, uh, it's going to be very important the, to do all these things to help decrease uh, community transmission and decrease uh, the burden on the healthcare system. Thank you, Dr. Vermurray. I think you've answered uh, many of the questions that the staff had, and uh, we look forward tomorrow to meeting with the staff and answering any additional questions they may have. Indeed we do. See everyone tomorrow. Uh, this is recorded on December 7th, uh, 2020 in the afternoon.